Hello, OG fans. Welcome to the latest episode of this fantastic podcast, says the Financial Times, I expect. I haven't checked. I don't read that. Nor should you, but they think we're great, um, and rightly so. Um, yes, for some reason, my microphone is bad this week. I don't know why. It doesn't sound like it's being picked up on a tinny, dreadful laptop mic or anything like that. It just sounds kind of lame in a way that I don't remember being on the day. So please forgive that. Uh, We're going to do some tests, look into it, get my guys on this. You know, I got some guys who know about this kind of thing, and they're going to get on it and uh, figure out what's going on. Uh, But for now, please enjoy this episode of One Good Thing. I I forget which one it is, but enjoy. So, drag racing, heists, space travel. You can see how they got there. You can see how the journey went. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, logical there's, there's sequence. A, there's a through line there. Uh, isn't Campbell says something about that in his uh, his <laughs> hero's journey, right? It's somewhere on the circle. Yeah, space. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, space. That eventually happens, especially for character is Jason Voorhees. So, but what's what's a less extreme sport that we could probably base a twelve franchise, a uh, twelve part franchise uh, off of, in order to eventually get to space? Uh, let's do roller skating. Yup. Roller skating? Do we want to do roller derby or is that too obvious? Because eventually, obviously, aliens are going to challenge us to roller derby. That's right. And I think if we're doing, uh, I think if we're doing roller, uh, if, if we're doing um, uh, roller skating uh, into roller derby, then it's obviously uh, <laughs> queer, right? Like, I'm a big fan of that. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, most definitely. So, mm. um, yeah. Uh, what what would you call it? The fast, not the fast and the furious. You'd call it something like the... Mm. Um, the queer and the quiet because just the blades of the, <laughs> the skates the silent yeah. the silent killers of the roller derby <laughs> uh, <laughs> there have been a good. series of heists of um of uh, armored vehicles uh by people on roller skates well it's got to have something to do with these incredibly tough awesome people who yeah. are doing this roller derby thing in this local venue we need you to go undercover and then they discover that they're actually queer. It's this. this, this uh, it, honestly, it's a trans story. You're finally living into the potential of Point Break. I think let's make subtext text here. Let's get rid of Laurie Petty, and let's just have Keanu Reeves and, Sw- and Swayze going at it. Yeah, honestly, let's make it happen. <laughs> you know, it'd be a good one. Would be a drag queen um, story oh. where dancing becomes drag queens becomes oh, in space. God. Meeting a- <laughs> meeting aliens on Mars. First of all, I love drag as a sport. I think that's definitely. I think we need an Olympic event. And yeah, I, I think basically a series of bank robbers have been done by these incredibly glamorous women, but they don't seem to exist in real life. Nobody's seen them outside of the heist, and it's because they use like immaculate drag, yeah, as their disguises. That's for these awesome. bank robberies. That's amazing. I'm about that. Let's green light that. Fox spotlight, green light that shit. We're making this happen. Last part of the intro, let's spend 10 seconds seeing if we can come up with the title for that. Ooh. Call it Drag Race. <laughs> <laughs> Just call it Drag just Race. Just call it Drag Race. This, this is RuPaul the movie is what this is going to Yeah, honestly. Be. <laughs> it's just RuPaul and drag queens uh, robbing banks. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to 
Rocket Bang, the podcast that lives its life 35 millimeters at a time, 24 times a second, when it can, when it's available, or 16. It's not as catchy. I'm Paul Toretto. I forgot his name. It's not like the name gets said 50 times a movie for the last 20 years. I'm a white boy Uh. with his crust cut off. (laughs) I'm Paul Torino's, Torino's Pizza. (laughs) And yes, we are speeding right back into Recommendations Month, and I am joined in the driver's seat. You know, I'm like a driver instructor. Uh, by Christopher Bond. You embarrass me. <laughs> Chris, when have, we, when have we last had you on? Let me think now. It's, uh, um... It was the um, uh, Vampire Blood Rain. That's Blood right, it Rain. was Blood Rain. Blood Rain was oh the last Oh my one. god, Michelle Rodriguez yeah. returns. I've got a type, <laughs> apparently. Well, yes, Chris is joining me on the longest quarter mile you've ever rode as we travel right back to the beginning of the dumbest, weirdest, most inconsistent franchise ever made. No, actually, most of those things are true of Nightmare on Elm Street. But I'm still sticking with dumbest. It is the Far Saga, which apparently is coming to an end with the three-part final chapter starting with Fast X, now in cinemas. Uh, and we'll continue next year with Fast X Part 2. Great. Well done, guys. That means it can be Triple X again. Full circle. <laughs> Oh shit! Vin Diesel's yeah, having his cake and eating it too. <laughs> I thought they're gonna go like a Final Fantasy number convention with this, where they'll do Fast X Part Two, Part Three, and then one day we'll do Part Eleven. And it's like, what? What happened? Okay, where did they go? <laughs> I was hoping for a uh, Kingdom Hearts sort of thing, and it's like oh, Fast Christ. X Point Three Five. You don't get a car. Parentheses <laughs> shift cl- clutch. End parentheses. <laughs> Well, I have seen Fast X, and its intro is simultaneous to Part 5, which is just a Saw-style franchise eating itself, Yeah, I think. It's, it's just like, we're going to start this during the int- the famous finale to Part 5. We're going to start our movie, and it's just like, oh my god, this is impenetrable Oh now, my goodness. I think. Uh, <laughs> which I think makes it a good thing that we are heading right back to the beginning, because the plan is, should we get round to it as these three movies come out it'd be great to do films one two and four because three mm, not really not really part of all this not recently <laughs> considered an actually very good movie i think it turns to the identity yeah yeah no it's not no. but i think the identity of the franchise is very much first one is this second movie opens it up and then it feels like in my head and i'd be curious to see if i've misremembered this four is where it became what it is now uh, yes, I think yes, correct. I believe that's right. Four or five is and where I've... it kind of opens up into madcap nonsense. I think five is where yeah, they crime. steer into it. Uh, four is kind of like a soft reboot. Exactly. That's why five is great, but four is where they kind of are like, okay, this is what this needs to be. Yeah. It, I'd be curious to see how that goes, because I don't remember bit much. Of, uh, from, from what I remember, uh, I think it, it's a bit of uh, like treading water in, in four. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, because that's why everybody was so amazed by five. They were just like, oh, wow. It's good. Five is a good movie. And everyone was like, how? How is it a good movie? It's Fast and Furious. Yeah, exactly right. Um, and th- well, uh, let's take everyone right back to where it began, yeah. where our expectations well, yeah, I... were lowered. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I should probably start by saying the name of the movie. We are reviewing 2001's The Fast and Furious. Woo! This is going to have a chaotic energy today. Let's go for a little ride. Go! 
this is yours. But if you win, you get her too. What the hell is that all about? A business deal that went sour. Plus, I made the mistake of sleeping with his sister. <laughs> Not to be confused with any of the other basically identically named films in this franchise. Um, and what a quaint name it sounds. It sounds like a 50s melodrama. The Fast and the Furious. It does, fast, doesn't it? She was furious. It also it could does. be a, a 60s spaghetti western. The Fast <laughs> oh, and the yeah. Furious. With, uh, uh, you know, you've got your... Um, yeah, man with no name, with a with a wagon, with a horse. Yeah. Oh dear. Charles Bronson is fast. Holy Clint shit! Is yes. Oh <laughs> fuck yeah! I mean, you can do the whole thing off. with horses. Oh, I love it. Greenlight it. Absolutely. Greenlight it now, people. Why isn't Hollywood listening to this podcast and getting all the ideas? We'll tag them. Ah. Uh. We'll tag them into this. Uh, yes, this starts because a dude reads a magazine. Uh, Rob Cohen, the action movie royalty slash abusive asshole who made Dragonheart, Daylight. Do you remember Daylight? Yes. Sloan gets stuck in a tunnel. Yeah. I loved that movie as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason. <laughs> Guy blowing himself out of a tunnel. I got to see this. Hell yeah. That's what all <laughs> teens want. Men blowing themselves oh, out of tunnels. <laughs> there's, there's a scene at the end where he's gotten everyone except him and the girl out, and he like he, he's like yelling at the tunnel like it was a living thing, and he's like, "I'm gonna find your heart. I'm gonna blow it out of your body." And then I think when he blows up the hole and it actually escapes into the river, like the the tunnel makes like a a roaring sound. Amazing. <laughs> they really don't make movies like they used to. <laughs> I think Sylvester Stallone kills a tunnel in that movie. One of the nine oh, types God. of stories you can make. Man versus nature. <laughs> uh, he also directed XXX, mm. uh, Stealth, and the third Bad Mummy movie. <laughs> yes. What is that? The Dragon yeah. Cave. Uh, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. Yep. Yeah, the yep. Dragon Cave. Dragon Cave. <laughs> this guy is getting obsessed, yeah. okay? If you look closely, all his movies are about tunnels. Um, and he also did a lot of abuse. So this is the last time I'm going to mention him by name. Uh, he may come up just in general, but yeah, he's a dick. Yes. Uh, he did fast though out of this franchise. You know, he directed this one, and then seemingly not even producer level involvement for the rest of the whole thing, which I think reflects well on Fast and Furious. I think so too. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, asshole reads an article about uh, street racing in Vibe magazine called Racer X illegal street racing it's about uh he goes and sees one and is like oh this is pretty cool and he gets a screenplay written by gary scott thompson who wrote the story for hollow man and then focused his career on writing movies you didn't know existed like time cop 2 hollow man 2 two sequels to K9, the dog one um oh and too fast too furious oh good well i mean he likes so, a two sequel guy he's a sequel guy <laughs> everyone needs a, a sequel guy, guy. If you can pencil yourself in as the sequel guy, then half the job is done for you. Yeah. All the characters have names. The expectations are low. <laughs> it's a great gig. Especially especially if you're doing the sequel to, like, Time Cop. Like, what's the worst you can do? <laughs> Make it better. I think it's, like, always get... Yeah, I think, um, particularly if you're, like, I'm the eldest child in my family, my younger brother. I think mm. he's the sequel guy. He, he knows. Oh, right. He was like, oh, all I gotta <laughs> yeah. do is follow this guy and make improvements. 
and he did. He's way more successful than I am. So, uh, <laughs> younger siblings, they're the se- they're the sequel the people. They're the real sequels in life. Yeah. It's your younger siblings. If you're like, this guy will check this one check out. Check this one out. It's genetically very similar. <laughs> younger. <laughs> similar, younger, hotter, faster is how younger younger siblings tend to go. True. Uh, yeah. Then they buy the title from Roger Corman, who had previously used it in a 50s crime movie. I knew it. There we are. There it is. Um, David Ayer comes in and does a polish, and according to him, the film was mostly white and suburban and set in uh, New York instead of LA, so he moves it to LA and, uh, yeah, made it made it super street with all of its cafes and barbecues and beach parties. And it's yellow filter. Now. It's yellow coloured grade. <laughs> this is going to be the yellowest movie we've ever made. Um, Eminem turns down the Paul Walker role because he wants to make 8 Mile. How many sequels does that have? None. None? Not eight. Got... Okay, good. No, no. Oh yeah, eight mile wasn't the eighth installment in the mile franchise, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, they're quarter miles, fu- Paul. I think that's like the. <laughs> ah, that's like. <laughs> oh Christ! So it takes sixteen movies to get that far. Yeah. Oh, it's oh, thirty-two. God. Eight times four. There's thirty-two movies. Oh shit! He's got to go a quarter mile at a time. So much. <laughs> oh, math jokes. Oh, math God. distance jokes. Yeah. That's what people want. Yeah. That's what the people come here for, and I'm here to deliver. Beautiful. Um, also, Mark Wahlberg and Christian Bale are considered. Um, Dom was going to be Timothy Oliphant, which, Naughty's Timothy Oliphant, I would have been very interested to have seen that. That's fucking That would have been extremely interesting. Yeah. It really is, and it's weird, because he turns it down, because he says, oh, I was just in a car movie, referring to um, Gone in 60 Seconds, the year 2000. He plays a cop in that movie. It's a very small role. It's a weird thing to ha- refuse a role on. I mean, you know these actors. They've got to have range. you yeah. got a car in one movie. Can't have another car in the next movie. <laughs> Put it I'm, in the I'm going horses. I'm going, to be in, yeah. I'm going to be in the Fast and Furious Western that you're making. Yeah. That's why movies oh, like God. the Dungeons and Dragons movies get made. It's because an actor is like, can't have a car in my next movie. Too many cars in the old movie. Yeah, it's Chris Pine. It's like, well, the last one was in space. So the next one. Yeah. We're going the opposite of space. We're going inner space, mind space. Um, speaking of actors auditioning, Mia Toretto, uh, the sort of love interest in this, was auditioned for by Sarah Michelle Gellar, Jessica Biel, Kirsten Dunst, Kristen Dunst, and Natalie Portman, all of whom were established by this point, 2001. Yeah. What? That's, yeah, that's crazy. Portman? I know, two years after Star Wars. Phantom Menace, you know, Presumably during the production process of Attack of the Clones or auditions for Mia Toretto. Very interesting. What the fuck? What? <laughs> How is that? It's a it's a love interest role. Maybe the role was bigger before they decided <laughs> to discount that all these ladies were too expensive. We're gonna just have to make her a more straightforward role. Am I a dumb fucking millennial, or did we did we not make enough movies back then? Like, am, are we bloated <laughs> on, like, the fucking Hollywood machine where everyone is making movies now and every week there's a fucking new release? Or, there were, like, five movies in the year 2000. Is that what one was One of them was Gladiator. Ha- yeah, one of them was Gladiator. And, and no also one of them was fucking one. Training Day in 2021. <laughs> which no also came roles. out at the same time and was attached with, I think, one of the producers or writers for this as well. It's like... Oh, well, David Ayer was um, yeah. Training Day, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So, yeah, he was about... Yeah, weird time. A very strange time for movies, I think, is the early noughties. It's, it's, 
lacking for me a sense of identity, but I feel like that's something that's easier to impose when you haven't lived through a period. Like, we know what an 80s movie looks like. People yes. who live through the 80s would be like, what are you talking about? Out of Africa was the 80s. You know, and yeah. it's it's like it's people, the next generation are going to be able to make these broad generalizations about the 2000s, but I'll be curious to see what that looks like, because in my head, Minority Report is what a 2000s movie looks like. I can't quite... I think all of them thought they were cool. So, like, rapper, maybe that's yeah. every era. I guess it must be, right? Every yeah. era wants to be cool. Anyway, wraparound sunglasses, yeah. I think, is as close as I get. So having, like, That's the early bad. 2000s has an identity. Every character has sunglasses. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's going to be getting, going to be getting there. Because in terms of Naughty's fashion, I know that, like, low-ride jeans and cami tops were a big thing. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of where I've got... And uh, plastic chokers. And Jenko yeah. jeans. Jenko jeans? Oh, yeah. 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 Exactly. Anything bubbles. <laughs> there was a lot of bubbles. Oh, wow. Yeesh. What a time to what have a lived for. It's amazing time. you made it. See-through plastic was amazing. That was good. Remember oh, fucking, wow. you know, yeah. Nintendo 64s with their purple and blue and whatever? Oh, and yeah, that Apple's was huge. Packs. It was, yes, the iMac, right? Yeah. That was like the thing that kind of made that happen. Yeah. God, I, I had all those Nintendo consoles that had the see-through components for some reason. Yeah. The Game Boy Colors, the Advances. It's like, oh, God, we were so obsessed. It was just the coolest thing, we thought. I think it was. Oh, speaking of the coolest thing. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it may have been. Uh, critics reacted to this, uh, received this film uh, like they were owed a 10-second car, or at least a shorter edit. Uh, Peter Bradshaw, the uh, legendary, unpredictable critic for The Guardian, said, could you keep your noise down, please, Vin? You're going to wake up the audience. <laughs> he was not Whoa! a fan. Ouch. What a fucking comment. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Bradshaw is a bit of a mad dog. Poor Vinny He's D. kind of like the Roger Ebert of his day, the British Roger Ebert. <laughs> the British, yeah, He's... the Guardian's British. <laughs> and the thing is, you never fucking know what this guy. Like when a movie comes out, you can never guess what his reaction to it is going to be. It's going to be five stars for a you know a worthless piece of crap, or it's going to be one star for something that's incredibly critically acclaimed. Jesus, an extraordinary, terrifying man. I kind of love him. Ah, the public, on the other hand. Neither that it doesn't matter if you finish by if you're fresh by one percent or a hundred. Fresh is fresh. This isn't fresh. Uh, Bevo one three six seven eight on IMDb said, "Easily the best fat." F-. He's a uh, he's put fat f- for the franchise. Oh, I like the bit right. The Sorry, I thought you said faff as in like <laughs> nonsense, which is pretty accurate. It's actually, one, that's a good interpretation. It's one letter off. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, fat f- Also, what was the user's <laughs> name? Was it Australia? Uh, Bevo one three six seven eight? So Australia. Could be Bevo, yeah. Yeah, he's Australian. He's abbreviating everything. <laughs> well, he also says I liked the bit with the cars. Yes. So yeah. I also liked the bit with the cars. They that were, was a good bit. They were good bits with the cars in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Ah, tell you what though, it wasn't all bad reviews because during the filming of the transporter, one of the other five um, Naughties films, uh, Jason Statham and director Louis Leterrier went and saw the film and liked it. And then, of course, stay from with it, go on to become a regular cast member after part six, and Leteria just directed Fast X. So, ah. you never know. When you're sitting in the cinema watching your next film, you never know when you might be directing its tenth installment. Yeah. Think about the next time, <laughs> that next time you're watching a Marvel movie, because it's likely yeah, it will get a tenth installment. Absolutely. Think of that when you're watching Bo is Afraid. <laughs> <laughs> the Green Knight? <laughs> you're like, hmm, <laughs> this is better see nine more movies. The, the, the main franchise is no longer as good as the Barry Kurgan spinoff, <laughs> is the uh, problem with these. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, we have shit. a few three men. Uh, we have 
a dishonorable three men in the form of Raoul Limon, who was in this, and also Transformers 2 and Paul Blart Morcock 2. For shame. Ooh, that's rough. <laughs> oh dear. That is rough. More endearingly, and showing us how you can be a three man successfully, you've got Tom Barry, who is in this, and Congo and Steel, which is quite endearing, I think. That is. That's, that's <laughs> error appropriate, I feel. I think so. Jimmy Starr played Driver in this. Oh, yeah, the scene with a driver in it. I know exactly who that is. Um, and he was also. He's, he was Naboo Holy Man in Attack of the Clones. Don't remember that. Mm. Oh, maybe he officiated the wedding. Oh, fuck. That's oh. cool. That's a pretty cool uh, uh, extra role to have. Yeah. Um, he was Jedi Knight in Revenge of the Sith. That's a less fun role to have, mm. I imagine. Uh, party guest in Batman vs. Superman. Navy SEAL in the Suicide Squad. Uh, sorry, in Suicide Squad. Um, and a Nobel Prize tuxedo guest in Morbius. So he's a six-man. Oof. Oof. He, I feel like he's got, he must have such a face that is not easy to typecast. To have been a holy man, a Navy SEAL, a Nobel Prize tuxedo guest. What a promotion like, as well to be like a Naboo holy man then becoming a Jedi Knight. That's the story that I, know, I right? actually want Star Wars to explore. Is some fucking guy who's got a job who becomes a, a Jedi Knight. It's like, I sell fish, clone- now I'm fucking a crusader or whatever the fuck. The Clone Wars got desperate. The Jedi were recruiting, yeah. so I just went for it. Yoda, Yoda's just there being like, he's all too old. Far too old. That one's 40. And they're like the dark side that you'll lead. You they're like, lead. oh, they're strong in the force, and it's like, nah, they're strongish in the force. Yeah. Um, they can wield a lightsaber <laughs> real good. <laughs> Pick a card. Pick a card. Seriously. Yeah, that's two Pick cards. Card. <laughs> they're both the same card. <laughs> oh shit! I do oh. love the idea of the Jedi fucking up and and not doing their <laughs> job properly. <laughs> it's really ch- funny. Is the problem? Yeah. With that, it's just that the scene where Yoda and Mace Windu just sit down and are like. Can you feel the force anymore? And he's just like, nah. Nah. It's been ages, mate. What's the force, mate? I got a, I got a purple sword, mate. That's, that's what I'm about. <laughs> I, I got too much about the purple sword. It's my problem. Yeah. Uh, more entertainingly, of course, is um, Michelle Rodriguez, he's, who is now a three-minute after Resident Evil and, of course, Blood Rain. Yep. Oh, free to a man. Free in a bush. Free. Free. Yo. Feels a shit, mate. Only a three-man. Wow. My gal, yeah. i got to bring her in some more things. I'll keep bringing her. <laughs> We're gonna... I'll keep bringing her. I mean, you will be... Oh, wait. She's in the fourth one, right? She's not in the f- second. She's not in Too Fast, Too Furious. In I fact, only Paul so. Walker is, right? Yeah, I think he's the only one who stays around in two. Yeah. I have seen that movie it's... more times than I get... would care to admit. I think I've seen it like 20 times. Do any of the permanent family members get introduced? Because I was surprised that it's just in this. It's just Vin Diesel, um, Paul Walker, and the two ladies. I'll be entirely honest. I haven't seen anything mm. past three. <gasps> I don't, wow, I don't, that's amazing. I only know four by reputation and the rest of it. By wow. Reputation. Oh, Christ. I really, yeah. Yeah. I really want to get to four now, but I guess we'll be there in 2025 or whenever they release Fast X Part 3. Yeah, part of me <laughs> joining and like suggesting this is like, hey, it'd be cool to watch these movies and watch past yeah. the fucking... Oh, I've also seen the one where it's like Statham and Dwayne Johnson. Um, whatever that oh, is. Oh, Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, yeah. And I wanted to walk out of yeah. that as well. But I didn't. Yeah, Because yeah, I was with too. friends and drunk. So, you know. Oh, well, that helps. That That's really what we need does to get help. you done for... Dungeons and Dragons. We need to get you for Dungeons and Dragons, yeah. Yeah, yeah honestly. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, 
The film has 6.8 on IMDb, 55% on Rotten Tomatoes, and made nearly 10 times its budget back. Absolutely insane profit on this one. Doesn't matter how you Uh. win. 10 times your budget (laughs) or a dollar over. (laughs) Profit is Thinking about it, 10 times is much better. Yeah, actually, no, wait, that is better. (laughs) Uh, So, Chris, you wheel man. What's something about this movie that left treadmarks on your face? Isn't this genuinely good, though? Isn't this unironically <laughs> actually a very good movie? I saw this with my boyfriend, who is currently going through his his transition, um, his uh, hormone uh, replacement therapy transition. So uh, he is effectively going through a second puberty. And so I saw this uh, in essence with uh, a teenage boy. Uh, and can I fucking say, perfect movie for that. Fantastic. This movie understands its audience and is like kicking goal after goal after goal. My boyfriend does not like cars. He is not interested in cars. And afterwards he was like, I want to watch the the extra features. I want to learn more about which cars they picked. Did you know that was a car reference joke there? So like, this is, this is a good movie guys. Like this is you're dumb, young and, and full of testosterone. Um, I recommend it. Yeah, I think that's exactly what this was, is it's the movie that sort of gets people into cars. And I think it hit me just a little too late, because I had a girlfriend in 20, uh, 2007 who was super into cars, and I hadn't been. Right. I had been actually kind of averse uh, averse to cars, to the point where I hadn't played a Grand Theft Auto game, because I thought it would just all be cars. Oh, shit. Which seems humorous now. I don't know why I was so, like, car-phobic. Just like, no, I hate cars. I've decided it's a... It's a stupid aspect. I think maybe it just didn't appeal to me as like a typical aspect of traditional boy stuff. The same reason sports didn't necessarily appeal to me until I got older and realized you can enjoy stuff however you like, you know, without having to take it on as part of your identity. That's true. Um, you well, are also in uh, merry old England, which means uh, I am your cars England. can't drive very far. No, far or fast, actually. Yes, yes. Um, you also have Top Gear, little... which has that culture attached to it as well, yes. which would have been around at that time, right? Yeah, it really was. Yeah, mm, absolutely mm. it was. I'm sh- I f- there must be crossovers there. They must have had some people from Fast and Furious in the top gear thinking about it because, yeah, it's it's absolutely that kind of thing, which is also hilarious because it means our equivalent of, like, the fast car culture. If you look at this movie, it's street racing and it's hot ladies and hot guys. Ours is three old men <laughs> <laughs> going around the UK in a Reliant Robin. Yeah, and... <laughs> who aren't actually that old at that time, but seemed no, old but instantly they were on film. The minute yeah. those three men were put on camera, they aged 20 oh, years, God. and they have been it's 50 just... for, like, 30 years. <laughs> yeah, and it's perfect, because, you know, the guy who can afford to buy the Lamborghini is a Jeremy Clarkson type. It's oh, not sure. a Paul Walker. <laughs> no, no, my God. <laughs> Okay, let's get into what happens in this movie and do a little rundown. Yes. Uh, because we start with an absolutely insane Naughty's credit sequence and score that I love. Oh, the music, the horns. <laughs> Did you hear that? Delightful. Oh, God. And the fucking image <laughs> smashing into the screen. Unintelligent. Like, you, yeah, it oh, is illegible. You don't know what the fuck I is happening that. to you. It's some 3D shit it's so good. thrusting itself onto <laughs> the screen. And you're like, yeah, this is a movie. <laughs> It's a movie, and it starts with them heisting uh, some TV VHS single units. They're <laughs> stealing stuff that's, you know, 43 inches deep. <laughs> Millions of dollars. Millions! <laughs> I want these guys, we've got to stop these guys. I want a thick screen. 
and a thick thing to play a thick tape. I want, I want something that will be good for my daughter's college bedroom in about ten years. <laughs> or the shed. Yeah, or the shed. Or the shed. Oh, they, they, the they're shed. stealing shed gear. Yeah. But uh, yeah, these guys are in trouble because um, some very low-profile thieves are going to attack and, and steal all of their shit. Yeah, with their green they're neon disappear into the night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh god, they fire a grappling hook from a car. And I'm confused because after they fire the grappling hook from a car, the car the, the, the car doesn't then spin upside down, pulling the truck with it, sort of bending through the air. So I don't know where I am with this franchise now. Yeah. What's real? <laughs> What's real? I thought that cars could do anything, literally anything. Yeah, I thought I could pick up a car and throw it at someone. <laughs> I've seen a clip of that in one of these fucking movies. <laughs> Vin Diesel does that. He throws a fucking car at someone. <laughs> Oh my god, in this one he like writes a car with one hand whilst firing a machine gun with the other. What with this one, sorry, in Fast X he does. That it's, sounds apt. That sounds right. It's it's absolutely insane. Yeah. Uh, we meet our hero of this movie, Paul Walker as NSYNC, I think. <laughs> <laughs> He's playing the character of NSYNC. He's all of them, all five of them. <laughs> all blended into the Jeff Goblin fly machine. Lovely. And uh, yeah, he... He can't help, uh, he's driving so fast he can't help shaking the camera about the place. Yeah. Is how fast he's driving. And then he spins out and he's bad at driving. So he needs to go faster <laughs> with the power of oh, no. NOS, which is magic goo. NOS! You, magic goo yeah. you shoot into your engine. Um, I know. I If you've played Need for Speed in the Northeast, you'll remember that NOS was the shit. Was the very important thing. Yeah. NOS God, makes cargo says... Is car fast? Is car so fast now that people don't have to worry about NOS? Because I feel like I've not seen NOS mentioned since two thousand two. I genuinely don't know. I do know what NOS stands no for, which is nitrous. Yeah, it's it's fucking nitrous oxide, and it is. It all it is is inducing it introducing uh, more oxygen into your engine to create to mm. create a bigger explosion. That yeah, that's all it does. It's just basically big <laughs> air. Which is why it's something with a supercharge wouldn't need nitrous oxygen. Nitrous oxide. I see. Yeah. There you go. That's yeah. potentially it. That might. I don't know. Most of those words might have made sense. I don't fucking know. I'm not <laughs> a It sounds great guy. to me. Yeah. Yeah. Pretend everything I said was fair. Yeah. <laughs> so he, yeah, after his do doing his sick driving, he goes to Toretto's Diner, a name that is not yet hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and he meets with, uh, just the name Dominic Toretto is just synonymous with humor now. That that name is just like a cartoon character name. It is. Like Speedy Gonzalez. <laughs> or Bugs Bunny. <laughs> exactly. That's that's all, folks. And he meets with Mia and her hard-ass brother, Dom, mm. Mr. Vin Diesel. Oh, we're going to get to know these guys so well in the coming ten installments. And we literally are not. <laughs> this no. is as much as we're ever going to know about these fucking people. Tuna on white, no crust, right? I don't know, how is it? Every day for the last three weeks you've been coming in here and you've been asking me how the tuna is now. It was crappy yesterday, it was crappy the day before, and guess what? It hasn't changed. I'll have the tuna. No crust? No crust. Uh, we meet more of the iconic gang. We meet Michelle Rodriguez, and of course, uh, I'm gonna say Skeeter, Skeeter, and Skeeter. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's them. Only two of them will be characterized in this movie for action. Yeah. So, yeah, Skeeter, Skeeter, and Skeeter. Um, and they notice that NSYNC has been frequenting this place quite a lot, and they hate repeat customers, so there's a tussle. There's a tussle between Walker and Skeeter, because Skeeter loves Mia. Mm. And sandwiches, with the crust cut off. And sandwiches. Yeah. You've been eating my sandwiches. Give me my sandwiches. You understand how this 
They fucking you love the fact that this model works. They fucking love the fact that their their tuna fucking sucks. Everyone, <laughs> everyone there is They're like, so proud the tuna sucks here. Why are you here? <laughs> to which should be like, oh god, oh man, I do want to see this girl. How about I just order something else off the fucking menu? And they'd be like, oh, we're actually really proud of our like pastrami and rye and he's like oh well i'll get that then and they're like oh pastrami sucks and he's like no it doesn't i don't fucking know anyway tuna why of all things anyway whatever fuck it's hilarious it's like the the bar in desperado the robert rodriguez film yes it literally is terrible so that people don't come in here yeah you know yeah like it's it's amazing but yeah dom has to break up the fight uh, but does agree that this guy has been fucking around way too much, buying too many sandwiches. So he does ban him from the store and seems to get want to get him fired. So he's got a lot of respect he needs to go and earn. Mm. Um, there's a lot of talk about Nos and also a little attention paid to the economy around street racing and celebrity on this in this world and not spy satellites or Russian missile codes. So I really just don't know where I am. Yeah. What is this about <laughs> reasonable human beings, working class characters trying to uh, strive for a better <laughs> life or uh, enjoy the one they have. What the fuck are you talking about? Could, Where's my Russian spice on space? Yeah, go to space. <laughs> I don't see how this sandwich is going to set up a space scene. <laughs> oh, I've just figured out where I am. Where I am is roll and roll and roll and roll and yeah. When that shows up on the fucking soundtrack, it's so like, good. oh yeah, here we are. <laughs> it's a ridiculously modest street race scene by current standards. It's like. 50 people there don't they know that illegal street racers typically pull in crowds of thousands according to the new movies <laughs> <laughs> yeah have you not been down a local illegal street race uh i, I went there after i had some um uh cockfights uh, uh, me and the boys will, will just hit up some cockfights you know big event a couple of thousand people go to see the local cockfights and we go see the legal street race and then we all just yeah. get fucking high on ketamine we drop, oh, drop ass. i don't know that's how my parents met. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> At the North Station. Yeah, the oh, North shit. Station. <laughs> oh, shit, Dom is here. <gasps> kind, of a, kind of having a douchebag look now. He shows up in his car and it is extremely dry-hard. Yeah, it really is. His subwoofer and his hydraulics and his neon and it's like, wow. Hi, Dom. Hi, Dom. <laughs> you spent a lot of money on that. Yeah, that's a sucky race car because you've, you've got a sound system in it. What the fuck are you doing, my dude? <laughs> that's so heavy. They talk about... They're so fucking heavy. They're so heavy. They're just like grinding the fucking back bumpers on the ground at this stage. Genuinely, they oh. suck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Walker reveals some of his fancy tech um, that he's got in his car because they're going to have a race. Mm. They're going to do a race now. We love a race. And Walker's got loads of shit to turn on all around him and we're going to pan over to Vin Diesel. Oh, I see. It's going to be super old school. He's just basically going to rev the engine. Oh, no, he's got all the tech, too, but it's hidden under a seat, so he's cool. Yeah. But he also has all the shit. He just doesn't have a little computer to tell him various things. Yeah. He doesn't have his guidance computer. These two people with their NOS are the winners because they have extra <laughs> secret powers. The other two idiots <laughs> who don't have the secret power are obvious losers. <laughs> because they don't have 50 grand to spend on their cars. Yeah. Is the thing. Oh, it, it's time for the race to start. And I forgot about these shots when it goes through the engine and up the tailpipe and through the thing. I forgot it used to do that a lot. That oh. used to be the signature of these movies before that signature became going to space. Someone was very proud of designing that. Oh, my thing. God. <laughs> David Fincher has been on set. And he said, you know what you could do? 
The SFX Jesus. department aren't doing anything at the moment. Oh, the SFX. That's what they were called. Yeah. Damn it. It must be. Oh, God. The the race happens with some amazingly dated effects where you're not entirely sure if anyone actually got into a car for this sequence. Yeah, but there's a lot of weird shit happening. There's some weird shit. This looks rotoscoped. Yeah. It's very hard to comprehend. <laughs> yeah, which, yeah. He he put he turns up the nitrous, which for some reason makes a floor panel fall out, and he loses the race. Oh no, that precious respect. He needs that. Aww. What's he ever going to oh. do without that precious, delicious respect? I know. How's he going to make it? How's he going to eat um, sandwiches now? Ma- one man's <laughs> quest for sandwiches. <laughs> That's all that this ever was. Yeah. He and just, they really he, lost track. He of just that. wants to eat at that, that that fucking diner. He wants them sandies. <laughs> he was never interested in the girl. He was just doing it to get close to the sandies. Yeah. Oh, he's got it all backwards. But yeah, the audience react very big to some very mild burns between the two of them. <laughs> what are you smiling about? Dude, I almost had you. <laughs> you almost had me? You never had me. You never had your car. <laughs> Granny shifting, not double clutching like you should. You're lucky that 100 shot of Nas didn't blow the welds on the intake. Almost had me. They're just there like, oh, great. Oh, shit, this is all super illegal what we just did. We better run, run. They will dissipate as the police come. If only our cars were less conspicuous. Yes. (laughs) If only our cars could outpace police cars. The Toretto gets spotted and called out by name. And a Quarker, uh, Walker, a Quarker, Walker quickly shows up in order to get him out of here. But they know they know who you are. They just said your name. They just go to your business or place of residence. Yeah. This isn't going to help. This cop no, fucking knows him. In the act. This, fu- this cop <laughs> fucking knows him and just is like, he's one I know your guy. dad. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> this guy had such oh. an influence on policing in, the, in fucking LA. <laughs> Oh, that Dominic Toretto. I didn't love him so much. I'd probably go to his place of residence and arrest him. Where his name is emboldened on the fucking top <laughs> of his store. God, they instead, they drive into a bad neighborhood and meet some uh, nasty gang dudes. In their defense, it's not like their territory is very clearly indicated by a massive showy um, entrance to the, the bad gang land. That's true. There is no M that you can press on the keyboard to show what colour coordinated map you have. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they, they say that they'll catch up with them at the race in the desert called Race Wars? Oh my god. Yep, someone either we thought of that this? really hard and was like, I'm going to make this evil or did not think of it at all. Or, third option, I know where I'm leading. We're all post-racial by this point. Vin Vin Diesel has solved racism with race wars. It's like harkening back to World War II or something. It's like the race wars of the past. Yeah, man. All perfectly beautifully inclusive now. Yeah. Here in LA of 2001. Yeah. Right? God, how little little they knew. Uh, They want want to lie low now. They want to stay clear of the cops. So they go back to his home where all of the street racing cars are parked outside (laughs) on the street. And the place is almost certainly going to get a noise complaint because of both the, the oh, stereo system, the stereo system, and the fucking dude playing a guitar, just an electric guitar <laughs> plugged in. It does strike a chord, so he's got it plugged in somewhere, and he's just going hard. Oh fuck me! God, those poor neighbors. Those poor so fucking neighbors. 
Oh, God, I hope Don's bought this entire neighborhood. But Dom is mad at Skeeter, Skeeter, and Skeeter, though, for leaving him in the lurch, so it's looking pretty good for Walker and finally getting ahead in this dangerous world. Oh, shit, he's doing a point break. <gasps> Four hijackings in two months, and we don't have anything. DVD players and digital cameras alone are worth a million, too, which brings the grand total to six million plus. We're in the political crosshairs now, Brian. That's why you're undercover. At this stage, it's revealed that he's a no-good Keanu Reeves type and that he's trying to get close to Diesel so he can blow the bloody lid off of his street racing scene. A blonde Keanu Reeves? Say it isn't oh. so. In LA oh, of all places. That was just a challenging thing to imagine. Yeah, isn't it just? <laughs> <laughs> That's a complicated set of thoughts. Oh, yeah. It, it's very exciting, though, because he, he is getting close. He's getting work uh, with these guys. And uh, little little Skeeter has some uh, designs on a floppy disk. Ah, <gasps> uh, you should be at MIT. He should. Where did he get that floppy disk from? <laughs> how did he fit? Actually, truthfully, he should be at MIT because how the fuck did he dump that yeah. much info on a fucking floppy? <laughs> One of those pictures, maybe. Yeah, you would get onto this floppy disk. <laughs> and it, it would was be low res enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a good thing he's getting close to Little Skeeter, though, because Big Skeeter's being a real dick. Mm. Uh, he's a real Mad Max-looking motherfucker at this stage with his string vest and, yeah. <laughs> like... That's the era. That's the style that we missed. That, yeah, that's, what, that's, that's what those will be remembered for. Well, I'll tell you what these will be remembered for is the first iconic family barbecue. <gasps> oh, my God. There's the chicken. Origin. Did you reach for the chicken? It's prayer time. <laughs> because you were the first out of everybody here to reach in to get the chicken. You say grace. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> he says that so seriously. Since you were the first person out of everyone here. I'm like, oh, to reach for a piece of chicken. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. You got to say prayers. <laughs> oh. You got to say prayers. Okay. Uh, <laughs> dear Heavenly Spirit. Oh, damn it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How are you this bad at this? <laughs> ADHD dear was really God, debilitating God. in the fucking early 2000s. <laughs> ruined a person so i got distracted there i wasn't able to pay attention to the next word in my <laughs> sentence oh christ yeah walker walker on the other hand well there's a tense standoff um there's a lot of tension going on between big skeeter and walker but it's nothing that mia can't make much worse by fucking with him yeah who's that cuban restaurant you wanted to take me to one with the, the picadillo and the plantain too yeah all over the place yeah that's it yeah. Well, you can take me there. Friday night at 10. Is that good for you? Yeah, it's perfect. Good. <laughs> take fun. me out to dinner. No, not you. Him. Yeah. <laughs> Walker goes skulking around the... Uh, well, I'm not entirely sure what he's up to. He's skulking around the yard, which is suspicious. I think he's... He's looking for shit, right? He's looking for the merch that he thinks Dom might have stolen. That's right. So yeah. he's going around the warehouse. Oh, and he gets the, caught out the by other Diesel warehouse. Yeah, he, he goes. He goes to the warehouse of the um, the uh, uh, Hispanic team at the Black Cat Cafe. Uh, oh, after, okay, right. After there's uh, after he gets the the knowledge of what tires or whatever it is. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. After after the the Hispanic team. Uh, come in by parts that are identical to the cars that have been robbing the fucking um, trucks. Uh, so he goes, yeah. he goes to the warehouse um, of the Hispanic team. They don't have the right cars, so he leaves, uh, clearing the Hispanic team, 
But while doing that, he gets yeah. captured by Don and Dom and a uh, big mean Skeeter with gun. Um, yeah. Why those <laughs> two are there? Skeeter. Who fucking knows? But uh, they're there, so they're there. They they interrogate him and and say, "Are you yeah. a cop?" Uh, and he goes, "No." And they go, "Prove it by s- sneaking into another team." <laughs> yeah, let's do the thing that you just said you were doing, which we find suspicious. Let's do that together and see if you're legit. Yeah, so that's they right. sneak into another warehouse, the Viet the Vietnamese gang's um, garage, and um, oh shit, it's the DVD players, and. Uh, Diesel. Well, they get it. There's a, a chase scene involving a very unpleasant scene of uh, interrogation of a man, and then they they sneak away. They do. Um, and Diesel then has his Oscar moment, talking about his dead dad. That's right. That's my dad. He's coming up in the pro stock car circuit. Last race of the season. Uh, a guy named Kenny Linder came up from inside in the final turn, clipped his bumper, and put him into the wall at 120. I watched my dad burn to death. A um, accident that becomes a little more, I don't know, less poignant when you know that in Fast 9, they recreate that crash that killed his dad uh, in the prologue. And they do so in such an absurd way. Like when Dom says in this, oh, another racer clipped the uh, clipped the bumper and he went spinning out and I saw him burn to death. In that movie, a, a car comes vaguely near to his dad's car and it goes flying into the air into the fucking fence where it spins and turns and disintegrates and turns into fire and then lands. And it's like, it's the most absurd thing. And actually it'll be in my quick fire because I think his, um, you know, his story is quite good. It's quite poignant, but <laughs> fast nine to have had this as like an action scene is ridiculous. Holy shit. Um, that makes me really sad. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I like imagining things. Sometimes words can be beautiful and we don't need to show them on screen. Uh, well, Hollywood, are you listening? <laughs> oh, God. Well, yeah. Of course they listen. So the police raid uh, Johnny and his gang. And, um, oh, wait, guys, his dad wants to slap him. Okay, good. Take Pow. I'm really, so I'm really glad you make time for things like that. It really makes the difference. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes you've got to get slapped by your dad. That's what a loving father would do. <laughs> put shame on this family. <laughs> oh shit though those dvd players were legally bought these this dangerous street gang which is doing some wholesaling <laughs> yeah they had they got them they managed to like fucking get them for some low crimes uh the police say uh like yeah, minor weapon possession <laughs> because it's stealing America. dvds is fucking less serious <laughs> is more serious than having a gun illegally registered or something fucking it's fucking terrifying the DVD players were purchased legally. All we've got on Tran and company are a couple low-rent weapons charges and some outstanding speeding tickets. They're like, we gotta need to stop these guys with their, their fucking DVDs. <laughs> oh, they had some guns that they shouldn't have had. Oh, fuck, that's nowhere well, near as bad. We've all got guns we shouldn't have. It's George Bush's America. <laughs> we need something serious here. Have you got a receipt for these DVD players? <laughs> them not having them having guns that they shouldn't have is actually counts towards them being good oh. guys. They should have guns they shouldn't have. <laughs> ah, ah, you guys are okay. You guys are all right. You scamps. It's not the Vietnamese guys. It's not the Hispanic guys. Therefore, that just leaves the only other characters in this movie. That's right. Mia, it must be you. <laughs> and uh, Paul um, Walker says no. It clearly isn't. Yeah, it's not his style. They're too controlled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
66 minutes in, the word family gets said, and not by any of the of the main gang, which is uh, a surprise. That's fucked up. There's all kinds of family, Brian. And that's a choice you're going to have to make. Um, Walker impresses Don by taking part in a reckless and highly dangerous street race with a stranger because he had his uh, pride hers, like any man would. Yes. Do you know who that street racer was? Do you know who that fucking uh, person in the Ferrari was? This was is... it the asshole? Was it yes, the, the asshole director? in the Ferrari? No, it's a producer. <laughs> yeah, it's a producer. Oh, it's what? Thankfully, that's right. Thankfully, what's the retail on one of those? More than you can afford, pal. Ferrari. That's right. I did read that, which is hilarious because it's like we've got a perfect role for you. Yeah, exactly right. And there's a whole bunch of takes that they had to re-edit. So in the bonus really? uh, scenes, there's like three different takes of that shot because it's the producer and he can't <laughs> fucking act. <laughs> That's not a surprise. That's amazing. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you had one line. Yeah. No, he didn't. He had a lot more, and they turned really? it into oh one. They turned it into one line. <laughs> Well, look, not everybody's ready to act opposite Vin Diesel. True. It's just... He is like gravity, <laughs> or a black hole. <laughs> Once in some senses he is. Oh, Christ. Anyway, it's time for Race Wars. Jesus Woo! Christ, I wish you called this something else. <laughs> I really enjoy Race Wars, but it's gotten so corporate now. <laughs> you know what my favourite thing about Race Wars is? It brings everyone together. <laughs> All different walks of life. It really brings out the community, and it I love does. that about race wars. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, oh, no, the sweet skeeter is uh, racing the evil gang guy. Oh, oh no. no. For slips. He he... For slips they're playing. Yeah. And he loses his slip. Oh, no. And so Gangman has his acting moment, and it gets laid out by Diesel. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm the only one getting an Oscar for this. Damn right. <laughs> you, you stay in your lane, so to speak. <laughs> nice pun. It's, ni- <laughs> it's nighttime, though. And this is where race wars really get fun. <laughs> There's two women uh, dancing on one of those moving walk uh, stairways from the airport, mm-hmm. and a guy with glow sticks. It's a hell of a party. Oh, mate, it's 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 a vibe. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Amazingly, Walker decides that now is the time to confess that he's a cop to Mia. I'm not sure the stakes are quite there yet, Walker, but he decides no. Now's the time. Well, he he does he does see he does see Vince and the 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 skeeters mm. drive away, uh, and, and he has <laughs> he has been told by the police that the truck drivers are arming themselves, which is the ah. I'll be entirely honest is the only part about this movie that I cannot suspend my disbelief, because I'm sure yeah. all American truck drivers are always armed, oh, yeah. always. Like the idea of like now now truck drivers are being armed. I'm like, no, my dude, yeah. they've been carrying since day dot. Yeah, that's a requirement to be a truck driver in in, in Bush's America. And he's gonna arm himself with a double-barreled shotgun that he has to reload after every second shot. Is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. But. Okay. So yes, this is the heist. The heist is going on, and bad things are gonna happen. So he confesses he's a cop to Mia, and they run out. They actually have driven all night to get to this truck because it's daytime when they try and do the thing. They're doing it in daylight with one man less. Uh, yeah, I've got good feelings about this. This will go well. <laughs> a guy gets stuck on the bonnet of the truck Yeah, big uh, whilst the driver shoots at him. And um, wait, can't, can't Vin just drive the car off of a ramp and do a somersault over the truck whilst a member of the team crashes into the truck from the front, sending it flying through the air, and then he can jump 20 feet to safety? Oh no, this is grounded shit. What the fuck? Damn it. What movie am I watching? That's gonna... 
that's going to make it much harder to rescue this kid. <laughs> Sorry, kid. All my ideas are nonsense. <laughs> oh, God. They, yeah, they, they, they get out. Um, Walker acts like a bloody legend and saves Skeeter, even though he's a dick. He is. It's uh, a lovely Little Skeeter moment. incidentally... Oh, I don't know if we said little Skeeter fled the race after losing his slip. So yes, he didn't. He's, he didn't give over shit. his car. He fled. He fled. He fled. Uh, not handing over his pink slip. What a bad yeah, boy. No. What he's what a, a crime boy. of ADHD. What a symptom of ADHD is. <laughs> he got, being oh, he just got distracted. Response. I got I got distracted by fear and, and fled. <laughs> the heist finally ends, and the real hero of this movie drives off into the sunset. That fucking truck driver. <laughs> who fought off a gang of armed, technologically superior people, and he delivered his DVDs. What a champ. What a king. What a hero. Genuinely, <laughs> that's... He, he did not need to defend his load like that. He could have just <laughs> fucking... He'd be like, nah, whatever. You guys are clearly organized. You're going to hurt me. Fuck it. I'll pull yeah. over. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> Where's his 10-film oh, franchise? <laughs> Truck Driver. Truck Wars. Truck Wars. <laughs> <laughs> truck Skeeter's driver with trouble. a shotgun. Yeah, sorry, Skeeter's in trouble. <laughs> truck driver with a shotgun. Skeeter's in trouble. So Walker is gonna have to um use his cell phone in order to call an ambulance. Oh no, like you know, like anyone would. Oh no, he's gonna blow his cover. Okay. He really he really needs that ambulance. Yeah. Is the thing. So Well you don't get reception Skeeter. out in the desert unless you use your police cell phone. Uh only mm. cops do. Yeah, that's right. Uh in Bush's night uh two thousand and one. It's uh... a <laughs> It, it, this is the only fi- it, cops are the only ones who are managing to make use of the technological wonders that are available to us all. True. Now we take it for granted. Yeah. Um, Skeeter's going to make it, but at what cost? Because now Vin Diesel knows that Paul Walker's a dirty cop. <gasps> and there's a standoff <gasps> because he wants to arrest him, but Vin Diesel suddenly has decided that it's very important now to go and look for Little Skeeter before the bad gang finds him. It wasn't that important yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> when all the players were relatively close together. He, uh, he anyway, knows he just needs some time off. He just needs to de-stress a tiny bit. He's just got to remember what it is that he's supposed to be doing. Yeah, let him get lost a little bit. He'll find his way back. He always does. <laughs> he always comes home, and that's what's great about Little Skeeter. But it's a drive-by, and Little Skeeter gets killed! Oh my god! No! Oh god, this is clearly going to affect the emotional pitch of the movie for the rest of it. Uh, so there's another chase. Yeah. A really um, wacky chase with bikes. A really wacky chase. It feels like it's out of Triple X, and it, uh, Vin yeah. Diesel like clips one, knocks one over. He kind of tumbles slowly down a hill, and Vin Diesel gets out yep. of the car, looks at him. The guy gets up, and Vin <laughs> Diesel gets back in the car and continues driving to catch to go somewhere else. Uh, it's unclear. Yeah. Uh, and then Paul Walker pulls a gun and shoots the other guy and fucking kills yeah. him. Uh, yeah, shoots him in the fucking small of the back. It's brutal. Yeah, uh, walks over, gets him in the kidney, inspects the body, finds that he's dead. Looks to a member of the the standing the the people who have gathered around <laughs> and says, "Um, does the right thing? Does this is police training right here and here?" Sees one person <laughs> in that crowd and says, "Call nine one one. Call nine one. Putting responsibility entirely on them because if you ask a yeah. crowd of people, they won't do it. Nobody does Nobody it. Nobody does it. It's like calling fire. Precisely. Help! Help! Doesn't help. You got to tell one person. So yep. that's police. Absolutely. That's real acting right there. Grounded film. This one is the police officer that is killing a man in just cold fucking blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I believed it. Yeah. Um, yeah. They kill the bad guys and then have a drag race with each other in order to settle things because they want to do Point Break." 
Um, they beat the train, but then Diesel crashes. Uh, oh, no. It's the truck again. It comes back. <laughs> oh, no. He's <laughs> such a hero. But yeah, Walker at this stage breaks bad and gives the injured Dom his car. He's such a badass now. Mm. And yeah, we get a, a post-credit sequence shows him to be alive in Mexico, still living his life quarter mile at a time. Well, he is famously a loner without family, so he should be fine out. That's his MO. Also, yeah. what happened to Lady it Skeeter? Is... Oh, it doesn't matter. Movie over. <laughs> oh, you're Lady Skeeter. All those threads. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well. Who we'll cares? pick it up in part seven, Se- I'm going to say. We'll do a mid-call. <laughs> I mean, basically, uh, it's not two or three. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a while before you see any of these guys again. True. <laughs> oh, Christ. Oh, hell. Well... That was the Fast and Furious. What? What? Yeah. How did it go down this time? Around? This is fucking. This is genuinely a good film. Um, I, I ge- <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It knows what it is. Um, is it a great film? No, but it is <laughs> surprisingly grounded in most of it. Um, uh, yeah. If you look at some of the special features, a lot of um, some really grounded moments get cut. There's a lot of deleted scenes about um, mm. uh, about why uh the characters are acting in in the ways that they are um right vin diesel is 10 years older than the character he's supposed to be playing um he's supposed to be 20 <laughs> he's supposed to be playing a 24 year old he's 34 yep. in this movie um and yep, i think if you, i think if you cast someone else it would it would genuinely be a very good film um like <laughs> like in in a lot of a lot of ways i think if you remove vin diesel i love vin diesel but um He's not right for this film. Yeah, uh, but he's right for the no, franchise. Agreed. Whatever the fuck. Um, yeah, it's it's. There's well, a lot of good moments in this. Uh, a lot of iconic ideas and some clever. <laughs> it's some fucking terrible writing, uh, and some yep. fucking great. Oh god, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a it's a real fucking mixed bag. But I I, I come on side of it. It's 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 a good time. Oh. What about you? What did you think? It also well, I think it does benefit from being nearly a whole hour shorter than Fast X as well because mm. it feels like a much purer kind of belt down there but it's really fun because what this plays into for me is yes it's during the sort of uh, point break sort of you know undercover cop um you know falls in love essentially with the lifestyle it goes native essentially but it's also doing the other thing of the sort of 90s and uh, noughties of trying to make something look really cool and it, it it translates into the hackers tradition for me where they decided to try and make hackers look like the coolest people on earth mm. and it's that kind of thing it's the idea of this group of people who are very tight but kind of gruff with each other and you have to sort of break past that veneer in order to get in with the family. Um, and then just these glamour shots of the street racing and all this tech talk about, you know, the inside baseball stuff, talking about what it is. It feels, it does feel suitably immersive. It feels like there's a little world there that is quite fun and you want to spend time in it. And you can, it's really interesting to see how the iconography of this movie, the barbecues, the street races, you know the dancing, the dancing girls, yeah. and you know the the cars, the glowing cars, the over the top cars, kind of became part of the iconography of this franchise at least for a bit, until it decided that it actually wanted to lean more heavily into the heist and stunt angle, but still throw in one scene of street racing in every movie, yes, just to remind people that's what these are, and it still does that in Fast X. There's still a street race scene that makes no sense because it means the big bad just has to show up. Cool. I mean, that's what they're known just, for. Villains just being around. We don't need to go just, find them. 
I love how available you are, Jason Momoa, as a villain. Anytime I need to check in with you, I'm able to do so. Yeah. He's studied Campbell's uh, hero's journey. He knows that the villain doesn't have to be found. They just need to be around. It is an awkward thing, putting your villain in conversation with your hero. It's why so many times, you know, in Bond movies, Bond will get captured so they can have a conversation and why... In the early 10s, there was this thing of the villain letting himself get caught. Yes. Because it allows you to have a conversation scene. Yes. But that's tricky to do it is, when it is everybody just wants to, to shoot each other. Um, I, I genuinely uh, enjoy this movie. I, I think it's it, good fun. It's good fun. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I think it's dated in quite a charming way. Like the Naughties inflections yes. are quite amusing. As a, as a, as a, I think as a good movie, it is lacking in some ways. Although it's weird because I found the ending to be rather quick. Um, it was rather abrupt. Everything from Race Wars on yes. felt quite speedy, and I wonder if we could have gotten there a little quicker um, and then spent a bit more time sort of in that, because you've essentially got Race Wars, the final heist that goes wrong, and then the showdown. And I don't know if it's the most eloquent thing in the world to make the showdown be the bad gang show up and machine gun. Yes. Especially since they never get justice against the head of the bad gang, like the, the guy who's ordered all of this disappears from the movie it's 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 very fucking weird um there's a deleted scene it's at the very end, weird. uh deleted ending oh yeah um where um oh yeah yes uh where uh paul walker and what's her name are in the fucking fucking garage and she's packing oh, yeah. packing things away and he's like oh, i'm no longer a cop anymore can you uh can we hang out can we can you give me another shot yeah and the movie kind of ends there yeah um yeah which doesn't didn't feel satisfying um, but I can see that sure. they probably had more ideas uh, about the ending, but cut for, for yeah. time constraints. Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, yeah, you can see that they, yeah, that they wanted to do more things for that, and it's not mm. a surprise. I wouldn't be surprised if a fair amount was ended up cut from the ending. Potentially, a test audience may have complained that it was too long, um, and so they kind of, yeah, decided that's where to take it from, just make it sort of big action climax. It's a little messy, but generally speaking, I did quite enjoy it i yes. had fun the race sequences aside from the fact that the some of the race sequences are good the first one is not that night scene it's it's fun for different reasons it's it not is. fun because you're watching cars do stunts it's fun because you're watching an early noughties vfx team stitch together a car chase based entirely out of what looks like just in-studio shots it doesn't look like anything was shot on location except maybe back projection stuff yeah yeah, it, it, it's entertaining in a way that um, watching someone try to paint for the first time is entertaining. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's like, <laughs> I know what you're going for. This isn't it. Good on you, though, I guess. Um, yeah, it's it's very... It, I mean, I think everything leading up to it and after it is immensely entertaining. Um, you, he think, you think you had me? Uh, is delightful. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, uh, oh, so camp, so fucking camp, and the fucking yeah. uh, like demet. I win, and I also <laughs> win respect. And it's like, what the fuck do you think that word means, my dude? <laughs> what does it look like? It's so good. Oh, good. Oh god, uh, man. It's it's so naughty, so nostalgic, and yeah, yeah, so furious. It's so it's, furious. So furious. It, it's it's good fun. I think it, it's as. It has its issues, yes. but I highly recommend yes. going back and rewatching this, particularly just because it's so fascinating to see where this is starts. 
And it's interesting to think what about this resonated with people because it's not original. You know, we have had Gone with 60 Seconds the year before yep. and we've had Point Break. You know, we've had these movies. Yeah, they do exist. But there was something about this. I think it had the sheen, the, the slickness that kind of helped it to connect with people. Um, who, yeah, then gravitated towards it. So yeah, it feels very it feels part of something bigger than it is. It's that street racing yeah. culture. It's like, hey, there's this world mm. that you don't know about. Would you like to be part yeah. of it? Um, yeah. And I think that's why it has sequels and video games that are of the like and, oh, and, God, and a yeah. whole kind of like influx of, of people into the world of street racing. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, well, good stuff. Well, I think we should probably trans- uh, transition into quick firing. Woo! Quick fire. Well, my first one is just when the car drives beneath the truck. Mm-hmm. That's easily as exciting as any car stunt in any of the new movies. It's like all the new movies, like the car stunts are all CGI and it's all, you know, crashing around the place. But when a car just drives under a truck, yeah. it's like, ooh, that's kind of cool. And it's practical. <laughs> and that's fucking terrifying. It is. That's cool as shit. It really shit. is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> genuinely. Uh, and they do it again. They fucking do yeah. it again later. And it's great. Um, I really <laughs> loved the fucking opening music. The horns made it sound ooh. like a serious fucking movie. Um, <laughs> it, it's like this majestic fucking, oh, uh, like some fucking uh, Mozart, Beethoven y sort of fucking opera thing. <laughs> It's like, oh my god, Amazing. this is a, a masterpiece of something. Uh, it's not, but that's fine. <laughs> Music gestures of that kind of... Yeah, com- absolutely. Composer BT, by the way. Yes, BT, absolutely. Who's in the movie, I think. Oh. I think pretty much everyone cameos Sweet. in the movie at one stage or another. Um, I love the non-obnoxious LA establishing shot. Mm-hmm. I had so that as well. When- <clears throat> whenever they establish a city in the new movies, it's always flash cuts drone shots quick zooms you know just ridiculousness and the name comes up in massive letters in this they have a michael mann style um cityscape of la at a slow pan at night which just really kind of puts you in the right mood yeah, a slow pan on a on a time lapse it's beautiful yeah. yeah and i quite like the way la makes itself felt in this it does feel like we're not just in the typical la shooting locations i don't know what tom anderson is gonna fucking make of this from you know la plays or something. i don't <laughs> yeah. know this represents the ultimate shift in focus that he was after in terms of portrayals of LA, but it still felt like, I don't know, it felt like a, a, a kind of rural part of LA that you're not seeing too much on film, shall I? Mm. Yeah. I... There's no boys in the hood. No, it's no boys in It's no uh, training day, <laughs> but... Um, well, indeed. Yeah. I really fucking uh, love uh, when he is... When the four of them arrive at the fucking diner, um oh yeah and uh big skeeter is like trying mm. to trying to get rid of um paul walker uh the two other yeah. the two other young men uh give mm. the comment ah he's beautiful i like his haircut oh i didn't hear that yeah That's great. it's fucking hilarious <laughs> they're like he's beautiful i like his haircut and it's clearly them <laughs> fucking with him but they're saying it yeah, to each yeah. other so like I guess it's like a comment of like I guess we see what she sees in him, um, which yeah. is fucking hilarious uh, and and really good. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. 
I, I like that. And I, the other two parts of that I liked is when <laughs> they get out of the car and they see him. And uh, Big Skeeter was like, What's up with this fool? What is he, sandwich crazy? I have that literally written on this screen as well. It's fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> so good. That's fucking great. And I also, I unfortunately, it ends in um a, a word I fucking hate. Yes, similar. Um, but there's still the, the the still the sort of hey, go down to Fat Burger. You could buy a cheeseburger for two ninety nine. What kind of insult is that? <laughs> you can get fries with that. Large. Get a drink with it. It's pretty good. Why don't you do that? Go to our competitors. Like- They're better than us. <laughs> Oh dear. Um, the fucking uh, you embarrass me and uh, which is a uh, Dom saying it to Big Skeeter, followed by oh, him, yeah, yeah. him figuring out Paul Walker's character's name and saying, mm. after saying it out loud, says, Brian Earl Spilner. Sounds like a serial killer name. Is that what you are? No, oh, man. Yes, I have that too. What the <laughs> Because fuck? it does. It does. It's, it's, it's something like Brian Tyler May or something like that. It's like it totally sounds like a serial killer. <laughs> it sounds like the whitest name in the world, which means it's a serial killer name. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <sighs> oh, Christ. A, a detail I loved about the street racing mm. is that they're, they're, they're sitting around, they're all being menacing, and then it's revealed they're waiting with a cop radio to hear for when the cops are going elsewhere. Like, as soon as they hear, oh, there's a crime going on across the street, they're like, okay, that's it. They're going to go over there. Go now. Yes. That's a great little detail. Yeah. I love that. I, I genuinely, I love how rooted it is in what clearly mm. their observations of street racing. Street racing yeah, culture. Yeah, they did some research. Yeah, they did some, fu- they really did some fucking research. Um, I think it's why it feels yeah. real. It feels lived in, kind of. Like, it feels yeah. like a genuine culture. Um, yeah. Of the, uh, the street race, I love the fucking mm. scene where the four cars line up at the street line and Paul Walker's car oh, yeah. runs over the line. They don't, he doesn't, he, oh. he, he, it's, it's just like good visual storytelling. It's like, hey, all these street races are real serious. And this one kid, um, this one police officer has kind of bought his way into this street race. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he shouldn't be there. He isn't skilled enough. He will fucking, depth. yeah, he's out of his depth. He will fucking fall. Yeah. Um, he can't park his car correctly. I think that's fucking good story. Like as shitty as kind of, and simple as it is, it's good filmmaking. It's efficient as yeah. fuck. <laughs> which should be um, uh, advice to all good filmmakers be efficient as fuck it really should yeah be efficient as fuck that's that's hitchcock <laughs> yeah hitchcock's famously said you may well have put a bomb under um, a table and <laughs> and be efficient, efficient as, as fuck, fuck if you do that <laughs> <laughs> um when the bad gangsters machine gun the car and it explodes dom suddenly says the nos to remind us there's nos in it i remember there was nos but then consequently, there was this beautiful blue flame that explodes out of this car that looked very, very cool. I enjoyed that quite a bit. It comes also and again, out of the pipes of the cars as they ran. Yes. Um, yeah, there's something about blue fire that felt very naughty, and I'm not entirely sure why. Oh, there's something it's connecting to there. But I can't something neon about that is, yeah. is absolutely, absolutely <laughs> right. Um, the, the quote, you didn't win... Uh, after the street race is very funny, oh, yeah. um, and the whole rant yeah. about he thinks he had me, uh, very funny, uh, very very yeah, yeah. very good. Um, yeah, doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile or whatever. Um, you, winning is winning. Uh, that's very funny. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's weirdly quite nice once he starts getting on with the family. Like he, I think he shows up with a really crappy, trashed up old car, and everyone's laughing at him, and it's like, okay, they're all going to be mean to him. But Diesel, you can tell, is already starting to warm to him, mm. and it's like, 
nicely joshing with him now rather than, you know, get the fuck away from my sister kind of thing. What the hell is this? What do you got here? This is your car. My car? I said a 10 second car, not a 10 minute car. You could push this across the finish line or tow it. <laughs> Couldn't even tow that across the finish line. <laughs> no fish. Oh, I have faith in you, but this isn't a junkyard, this is a garage. It's weird, even though, like, the acting is what it is. I still kind of feel that involvement, like, it's fun that we're getting on with these guys now. That yes. we're starting to earn trust. Like, I actually kind of like that. Vin Diesel <laughs> around the dinner table is genuinely good acting. Um, that, oh, that whole yeah. scene, uh, the picnic scene, is is largely pretty decent acting, I thought. Um, mm. It's It's alright. Um, you you believed him, yeah. Like when he's saying that thing to the kid about since you took the first piece of chicken, like I I, I felt like I would I could believe that guy. Yeah, yeah. It he commands like everyone. Gen it seems set up and and is situated like oh this is a community leader like this is a a, yeah. a cultural leader in in the community. Um, yeah. yeah. Um. Oh, and speaking of relatively good acting moments, obviously his big speech is you know is what it is. Yeah. But I did like the screenwriting twist of... I remembered hearing him scream. The people that were there said that he had died before the tanks blew. They said it was me who was screaming. Yes. Like, that's good. It that's is. That's a cool little thing. I like that. It's a good acting. <laughs> it's, it's a shame he doesn't do it as well as he could. Yeah. But it is. It is. It's really well written. It, 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 it's a yeah. great little detail. Because it, it, it indicates just... his vulner fucking vulnerability. It's great. It's lovely. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it, yeah, it's, it bespeaks the surreal nature of the moment, mm. which I like. Yes. Um, yeah, and it, yeah, it's a moment of vulnerability for this guy, and it's pretty much the only one really we get, except for the moment where he does realize that Walker is a cop, where he does his sort of hurt face thing, yes. which is quite... It's very big. It is. <laughs> it is very big. It's, I, I don't mind it. Uh, if it was it. if it was consistently that big throughout the film, I would have really really loved yeah. it. Um, the uh, ADHD uh, representation the the kid mm. describes it pretty accurately. He's like, I am good at algebra, I am good at mathematics and some sciences, mm. but everything else I fucking sucked at. And so I oh, sorry computers right. he says, and I fucking dropped out of school right. and now I'm here. And it's like, yeah man, you've described like a good number of the audience of young men in it watching this thing. Um, mm. fuck that. That's that. pretty pretty accurate. Uh, for a lot of people, that's rare enough for the time. Yeah, I mean Jesus, the yeah. way in which neurological sort of di divergence was portrayed at the time was fucking insane. Often, <laughs> and just the most cliched stereotypical stuff you've got. So, and in this film, yeah, not great throughout, but that moment in particular yeah. is is really good. <laughs> Excellent. Mm. Oh, fairly saucy makeout scene between Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez. Considering there is a makeout scene in Fast X, which feels quite awkward and elicited some laughter from the uh, crowd I saw it with. Yeah, you like, you know, she goes in there and she's like, I really, I quite like Michelle Rodriguez in this because with she establishes that she's tough and no nonsense without beating the shit out of Charlize Theron yep. at any stage in the movie. Like, it just establishes that she's kind of the boss here. You look a bit tired. I think you should go upstairs and give me a massage. Look at all I get. How about we go upstairs and you give me a massage? <laughs> yeah. And is not afraid to order Dom around and Dom like responds to it in quite a cool way that I quite like. Just sort of yeah, what she said. 
yep. you know, kind of attitude to him. Um, yeah, and the makeout scene was, yeah, a bit steamy. bit steamy. I, I really enjoyed... Um, uh, oops, sorry. I really enjoyed the uh, police uh, chief guy, or the FBI agent, uh, the line, you want time? Buy the magazine. Great line. <laughs> great fucking line. Very good. Fuck I feel me, like it's stolen. Great. I feel like it's from something else. But uh, if it's original, well done. Uh, to whichever writer wrote that, pat yourself on the back. Well done. That's very funny. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, oh, okay. When they're on their little field trip, when they go out, they stop at a beach restaurant. After the chase with the Mercedes guy, they just pull over to a place, which is entirely frequented by beautiful women, of course. Oh, most definitely. But just the restaurant itself, bright sunny day, they're out at this picnic table thing. They've ordered some f- a shrimp. They've got yeah, the shrimp that they're both yeah. picking at. Oh, it was just the right vibes for me. We're finally, finally coming out of what feels like an incredibly long winter here in the UK. And fit- mm. the summer is nice. I had my first outdoor meal oh, uh, the other day, which was lovely. Just on the south bank by the river, we yeah. ordered some uh, hot dogs and just ate them. Yeah, there. and it was just like. Oh, this is the vibes I needed right now. Is Dom and and uh, Paul Walker just yeah hanging out, eating shrimp, eating shrimp, eating shrimp by the beach? I I really enjoyed the the uh, dreadfully named race wars, um, <laughs> but the from what I've heard, there were like a thousand plus cars there. Um, wow! And this is you know, pre-special effects of, of that sort of ill yeah, yeah. and that sort of nature, which meant that they just did a fucking community call-out, um, which wow. makes it feel genuine. It feels like a convention. It feels like an event where mm. people of all sorts of type are coming out, coming together, having yeah. fun together, doing a thing that they like, which is driving fast yeah. cars in a safe, yeah. controlled... Like, it's all... it's And, and they own it. Yeah. And it feels like it's just this yeah. fucking... And they're making small bets with each other. Some guys are misogynistic and they get torn down by fucking badass women. Yeah. There's there's people yep, who are fun. just fucking raving with their little finger glow sticks. Like, it's a cool fucking yeah. moment. And it feels it's like nice. part of community. It, it Like, yeah. I don't know. It's just a nice kind of fucking thing that every car we see yeah. there is probably not tailor-made for the movie except for, like, the leads. It's some yeah. fucking street racer who's been like, yeah, man, I want my car in a movie. So I, on yeah. the big screen, I can point to it and be like, that's my fucking car, mum," Or that's my fucking car, girlfriend, yeah. or whatever the fuck, you know? <laughs> it just feels good. Yeah, and considering this is this is essentially a travelogue movie about street racing, illegal street racing. So it could take people to some dark places. So it's quite cool to have a scene where they're just like, hey, this is the legitimate face of this. You know, this kind of thing probably exists in your community where people do get together to do drag racing in a big open space. So, you know, go have a look and this kind of scene might be out there, you know, nearby. And that's a legitimate and, like you say, safe way of engaging with this kind of culture. Yeah. It's a cool thing. Yeah. Um, Back in the restaurant, when Walker pushes harder to be involved in the op, and he's kind of he's doing it a bit desperately. It's not very subtle, and he's just like, "I need money, man. I need what you've got on the side." And he's raising his voice, and you know he's doing this. And we haven't seen him really be like this with this guy. He's been kind of careful up until now, but now he's kind of pushing. Mm. And there's a long pause where Diesel kind of looks, and I don't know if it's on purpose. Maybe the screenwriter was just like he thinks about it and decides to let him in. But for me, what it kind of spoke to was. Is he wondering whether or not he's an undercover cop? Because he's already been accused of it by Big Skeeter. Yeah. And I'm like, at this moment, and I felt like a little 
not just nervous that, you know, the thing wouldn't go ahead, but also a little nervous that he might stop thinking this friendship is real. <laughs> yeah. It suddenly, like, got to me that, I, that Vin Diesel might be like, oh, you're just fucking with me? Like, are, are you, is this not anything? Yeah. This kind of thing that we found together? Is it just an op? And then obviously that plays out later. But I like the yeah, idea. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. But I, that's what it felt like. I don't like think you are because in deleted scenes Ooh. in and around that mm. and after, so like after the, um, there's a deleted scene where um, after Vin Diesel punches the guy for calling him mm. a narc. Yeah. There's a part after that where Big Skeeter is like, we know who the narc is, man. It's the fucking mm. new guy. Fucking turf him. Yeah. You know who it is. You yeah. know who the narc is. And it like I yeah. think that's right. I think the read of like Vin Diesel, like Toretto being like, no, nah, I, I I choose to believe this guy against yeah. everything that's telling me, including what he fucking says, where it's like, let me let me know about the trucks or let me how do you pay for yeah, this? Yeah, shit? yeah, it's just fucking good. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a good it's, writing. It's moment. sheer point break. Yeah, it really is. It really is sheer point break because it is Patrick Swayze knowing that Keanu Reeves is the cop, but also knowing that he's better than that, and it's not as. Oh, I have hundred percent. This is not as good as Point Break. Point Break is one of my. It's a fucking. It's a very good movie, movie, but it's so fucking good. And Catherine Bigelow directs the shit out of that yeah, movie. Yeah, it really it's does. Incredible, but it really does channel some of that magic, though. And it's surprising to see from Vin Diesel and Paul Walker, two guys who will not be known for their incredible performances as this franchise kind of goes on. Yeah, it's nice that there are these subtle little moments of disappointment, of of ambiguity. There's stuff that's not getting said. And that's kind of incredible for one of these movies. There's a lot of it, particularly in the romance scenes. Um, mm. There's there's these little fucking moments of of even just like him picking up the phone and being like, ah, oh, wrong number. And her fucking yeah. pause just before it, you're like, oh, right. You're in a relationship with another yeah. man now who also doesn't tell you everything. Like, yeah. that fucking sucks. Yeah, like, there right. are just little moments that are like, oh, And you fuck. see her decide to be okay with it. Yeah. And again, Maybe that's just us. Maybe the screenwriter and the director just vaguely understand that you should have a pause there where the audience doesn't know if she's going to go along with it or not. But, you know, the effect of it on screen and maybe what the actors bring to it is this sense of ambiguity that they might just... It's too consistent for it to be a mistake. I genuinely think that the the real fucking, Mm. like, moment of this is, like, this was written by three writers and I think one of them wanted to make it action movie i think one of them wanted to make a heist movie and then one of them actually wanted to make point break again with cars yeah and and genuinely wanted to do it and all three of them were like let's just mix it together and see which one wins yeah um okay do you have more uh i have the post credit scene and that's it oh okay yeah i have three more so i'll Go get us it. there um the bad heist in general i thought was great mm. so they're trying to steal this truck they get a grappling hook into the front and they get a guy in the bonnet but then the guy has a gun so it all goes wrong it's slow. It's like it feels like a seventies kind of action sequence because it is entirely made up of just trying to get this guy off the fucking bonnet so they can retreat. Like it's gone wrong immediately. We're not getting this truck. Yeah. Um. Now they're just trying to get away, disengage, and they can't. And it's so comedically small compared to where this franchise is going. But it's really personal, relatable. It's got relatable stakes. Yeah. And it's well communicated visually. It was. Honestly, a very impressive action scene, I think. I'll tell you that it was longer in the original cut, mm. and it got cut due to ratings. Okay. It was bloodier. Well, yeah, because he gets his arms stuck, and yeah. it's getting pretty gnarly. Yeah, and there is the, I suspect there is probably like an extra 30 seconds full, uh, and they Eww. cut due to rating, and then they were told again to cut due to rating. Like, they, were, they, they, did oh, a, they probably did like a rough cut through, 
uh, and cut due to rating um just the way it's composed right. as as like a like from what i saw of yeah. them editing it down but then it's cut again uh, and and right. so they the one that we have was pg-13 and they were told that they were going to get slapped with an r if they didn't so wow. um it's it's cut down again so uh, the That's thing that we get is faster than the director had in mind and storyboarding had in mind. Right. Um, so, yeah. Wow. That's, That's part of the reason why stuff. I think this is fucking more dramatic than people give it credit for. Because yeah, things I like so. that. Yeah. And then, well, speaking of something a bit quicker then, mm. the drive-by. The drive-by is really quick. Yeah. But it's really good. It's a good composite and sort of juxtaposition of shots and impact. And you know that you basically know from the beginning from the way it's shot, little Skeeter's dying. Yes. That's what's going to happen. These guys are driven up. But it withholds that from you. It, it shows you everything except the bullets hitting Skeeter until the very end of this short little sequence. And that's quite effective. I think as well, because you, uh, it's edited in such a way that the girlfriend, I can't mm. remember, the, the, the sister. Mia. Mia, thank you. Yeah. Um, is, uh, is also her getting clear of the shots is, yes. is late in the fucking clip. So it's yes. like, is it, is it small Skeeter or is it um, uh, Mia yeah. who's going to get clipped and it's, it's small Skeeter? Um, yeah. Because I think you could do either which way, right? Is it dramatic irony yeah, that they yeah. miss him and clip her um, or, yes. or whatever? So I think it's well, it's really tightly shot and edited and, and built towards. Yeah, I think so. You withhold the information that the audience doesn't know. You know mm. that both of our leads are going to make it. So you have impact, damage to the house, show it's dangerous. Our leads jumping out the way. You knew that was going to happen. Yeah. Then Mia jumping out the way. You didn't know that was going to happen. And then young Skeeter died. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. good stuff. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, and then finally, my last one then before, you know, post credit sequence is um, it, it, it's when Paul Walker decides to let him go. And at this stage, we've had a bit too much action, perhaps, com uh, compiled together. It's been a long time since we've seen these characters actually speak to each other meaningfully. And then when he says, you know, you sure about this or something? Yeah. Walker... You know, who could at this stage just say, get out of here before I change my mind or something really lame, says, I owe you a 10 second car, yes. which is something that he's mentioned a few times in the movie and is a callback. And it's nice because it takes you back to that place where you were buying into the relationship between them um, and sort of seeing that relationship grow. So, yeah, it's a good callback. It is a good like callback. Uh, uh, there's, there's a lot yeah. of them and, and it's, it's simple. Mm. It's nice writing. Um, the mm. the last one I have is um, uh, the post credit scene is funny. Eat shit, Marvel. Um, Fast and the Furious were yeah. doing it before. Uh, the one there's a deleted scene um, where they are all, mm. and it's a shame that this gets cut because it's about two minutes of footage, and it's a scene where all four of the men, the two leads and the two other skaters, are on a car on the car that they're doing up. They're all shirtless. They're all glistening. Mm. They're all drinking a beer. Yeah. And they're all talking about them becoming no longer children, but drivers. Mm. Oh, wow. And they're talking about the first time they got in a car. Mm. And it's fucking incredible because it's like, oh, this movie is about, like, these men think that being a man is being able to drive a car. That's it. Right. And it's, it's like yeah. this fucking deep fucking insight into their psychology. And if that, if that yeah, scene yeah. was not cut, I swear to fucking God, this movie would be so more significantly recognized. It's so... <laughs> go, go see it. It's on, the, it's on YouTube somewhere. Go check it out. <laughs> You'll be like, holy shit, this is in the film. This was part of the vision. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Oh, my God. Is it this movie? Does somebody make a comment about going somewhere on a bus like he's like he says it in such a disbelieving way like i i had to do this 
in a bus. I don't. I like to demonstrate like so. how shameful it is. I don't think so. Yeah, it might be in. A, it might be in a later one. It might be in Fast X. I did see mm. that last night as well. So a bus vapor mentioned in a similarly <laughs> dismissive manner. <laughs> good stuff. Okay, good, well good. that's pretty much it from us. But let's check in with the OG team. The OG team. We are on the OG team. OG team. OG team. OG team. The OGs and the teams. They're the OG team, and that's why I love them. And one of the OG members of the OG team is Jennifer Soames, who gets in touch to say, I love seeing Ted Levine in a transitional role between playing Buffalo Bill and Leland Stottlemyre on Monk. I haven't seen Monk. Um, I Ted have. Levine, Buffalo Bill. Holy shit. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Monk is <laughs> fine. It's a good procedural. Good stuff. Well, Ted Levine is, of course, memorably Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs. Um, and yes, I did see he was in this. I didn't see what role he's in. I, oh, I've just figured it out. Mm. He plays his, his handler with the mustache. That's, um, that's Buffalo Holy Bill. Shit. Because another movie. It's a graded journey for him because he's also in Heat where he plays another uh, mafia cop. And the hilarious thing about Heat is his character dies, spoilers, mm. in the final bank heist. And Ted Levine dies in the exact same way as he died in Silence of the Lambs. He gets on his back and does the same like weird hand thing as he's dying. It's really bizarre. Oh. I don't know if it's meant to be like a callback or just the way that Ted Levine dies. That's so but, fucking weird. So yeah, he's in that. And then yes, he's the, he's the mustache cop in this. Mm. <laughs> Good stuff. Thank you very much, Jenny Sons. And then we've got someone I think might be new to us is Fortuitous Bob. Hey, Fortuitous Bob, I know from the ah. world of Roll to Cast, the other podcast that I'm on. Lovely. Heck yeah. <laughs> well, there is a crossover because, yes, Fortuitous Bob says, need to go back and watch them all again. I will always stand by the thought that this series of movies is a superhero origin and evolution story. Enjoy them all, even Tokyo Drift. Amazing. Yeah, Tokyo it's, Drift is it's great. Oh, I haven't seen it since uh, my then girlfriend showed it to me. Um, and I don't think we made it all the way through. Right. So I was, yeah, being obnoxious. So <laughs> I could do with going back and rewatching those. Uh, to be honest, I'm kind of curious to rewatch this franchise because I barely remembered this one and enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Yeah. Um, and I'm therefore curious to see how it sort of changes over time and does, in fact, become a superhero origin story as said. My thesis, <laughs> in the, my thesis, I will set out to prove that the Fast series is a reflection of <laughs> American media and its anxieties around the world. <laughs> <laughs> I think that seems entirely fair. Yeah. Oh, God. All right. Well, that's that. So let's talk about the one better thing. The one better thing. Um, I don't have one, but I believe you have several. So let's just uh, let's hand over to you. For this. Yeah. So I got I got a few. So the first one I'm going to talk about <laughs> is Tokyo Drift. It's a good movie. Oh yeah. Tokyo Drift is not connected to the series at all. It is tangentially right at the very end. There's a cameo which links it, and that's about as right. linked as it gets. In terms of like, uh, if the vibe of this is like uh, Point Break. Point Break, um, Tokyo Drift is like uh, uh, teen becomes man, um, youth youth right. becomes man. That's the story of it, um, and uh, it's good for that reason. Um, uh, mm. Here's another one that I really enjoy: Drive. It's about cars in oh, LA. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's about Absolutely. a guy who loves a gal um, and a yeah. compromise. Sorry, yeah. Bob, I just got to pause for a second. Uh, drive. It's about uh, cars yeah. in LA. 
It's about a driver. It's about a gal. It's about what a man is willing to do and getting in bed with the wrong people. Uh, it's about mm-hmm. uh, a criminal world, and it's just so fucking stylish. Uh, Death Race. Yeah. It's about violence and cars. Moving on. Um, <laughs> your talent job. It's about cars and heists. Moving on. Um, yep. <laughs> uh, Need for Speed 2 Underground. It's about this exact plot. <laughs> Go play it. It's a fun video game. Uh, yeah. And then the one better oh, it's a thing. Fun video game. It's a great video game. And it has a fantastic soundtrack, equal to this one in terms yeah. of coolness. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the one that I am going to recommend is Initial D, uh, Third Stage, the 2001 mm. anime movie. Um, the the it's wow. it's drifts. It's it's great. It's go watch it. It's it's fucking good anime. Um, it's about rivalry. It's not anything close to this. But like, if you want to see a good anime movie, watch 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 the watch the initial D series. It's fucking good anime, yeah. guys. Watch it. Go on, watch it. It's it's good fun. Excellent. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Go check those out and check out the Fast and the Furious. The one better thing. And then whilst you're checking that out. Also check out Christopher Bond and all of his stuff. How yeah. can they do that? Well, you, How can they do that? Well, you can search. Well, you've got a podcast app open right now. Go to Roll to Cast. R O L E to Cast. It's a tabletop role playing game podcast, and we play role playing games. So if you like role playing games, uh, and you like games that aren't just D&D, or uh, you know, maybe you like adventure, maybe you like comedy, maybe you like uh, you know, dramas, maybe you like uh. I don't know. Uh, we had a um, Spielbergian uh, children's adventure story set in the Australian outback. Um, if you like role-playing games, go check us out. We're we're a lot of fun. Check them out. Yeah. Sure yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Just so much content over such a long period, and just so good. The group dynamic is so it's so good and effective, and you guys work together so well. Thank it's, you very much. It's it's really beautiful stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely do that. And then, yeah, stay around here, OGT Pod. There's a whole bunch of episodes now. Yeah, you God, got like over 500 or something, right? Yeah, easily. Yeah. Easily that, at least. Yeah. And it's ridiculous. More OGTs now than there are Fast and Furious movies. We'd definitely be going for longer, in spite of what Vin Diesel says. Yeah. And I've heard his slander. Can't accept that. <laughs> it's, it's no good. No. It's no good, and we're going we're gonna to settle it on the streets. But before we do that and get killed by Vin Diesel, <laughs> um, check us out. And also, Quest Fantastic, Jen and the Film Critic. You can, you can, you can, you know, stuff. You've heard it before. There's you stuff in the show now. notes. Go to the show notes. Yeah, Look at the show, show notes. notes. Oh my God, the show notes are so good. So, so good. Underrated. Nobody looks at the show notes. That's the real winner. That's the real way you <laughs> win life uh, a half mile at a quarter mile at a time is by looking at the show notes. <laughs> That's what Vin's all about. Yeah. I'm for show notes. I'm <laughs> family. <laughs> <laughs> and remember the one family thing about the fast <laughs> and the furious it's just those moments when you're looking at vin diesel and you think you know what's going on down there but he says something different <laughs> oh. oh my god can you act <laughs> this whole time this whole time <laughs>